0: Welcome to the Loudoun Impact Podcast, interviewing purpose-driven leaders in Loudoun County, Virginia. And now, here is your host, J.C. Sylvie. J.C. is a Naval Academy graduate, former Navy pilot, and now top real estate agent, focusing exclusively
1: in Loudoun County. I have the honor of welcoming our guest today, Leesburg Chief of Police, Greg Brown. Thank you. Chief. Welcome to the podcast, and and real quick for those uh, on on video that are watching us. I know the folks on audio can't see us, but we're gonna do a little uh, six feet, six three feet, feet apart, six,
0: and my <laughs> well, mask, which I'm gonna mask. take off. So
1: yeah, uh, yeah, I'm good with the six feet, and okay. I apologize for the mask, but it's like 90 degrees out here. It we're is like very dying. hot. Yes. <laughs> So before we uh, jump in, uh, Chief, I, I do want to give a quick shout out to our host, which is uh, Shoes Cup and Cork in downtown Leesburg, uh, a cool little coffee shop, a little cafe uh, in downtown. And we're in the back of it, which is they call it the secret garden. But it's really a neat place Very uh, to come and uh, have uh, lunch or breakfast, a cup of coffee. It's, it's a lot of fun. So we, we want to thank uh, Shoes for hosting us today. So yeah. Um, well, Chief, let's uh, let's just jump right in. Um, tell me a little bit, um, l- you know, let's go way back <laughs> when you were a kid. Let's let's start there. Like, where are you from? And, you know, how'd you how'd you grow up? That kind of thing. Yeah, well,
0: I, I grew up in uh, northern New Jersey. And for my Virginia folks, don't hold that against me. Yeah, right. I hear that a lot. Uh, I get referred to as a Yankee a whole lot. <laughs> but I've been here for the last uh, 25 years. OK. Which, uh, I claim Virginia as my home now. I Still go back occasionally to check on my parents
1: uh-huh.
0: and make sure they're okay. Uh, right. They actually are located uh, in the epicenter of uh, COVID nineteen mm-hmm. on the, the uh, New Jersey side, just right. outside Manhattan. So
1: uh-huh.
0: uh, it's important that I kind of keep, sure. keep uh, tabs on them to make sure that they're doing okay. Yeah, um, New Jersey born, and raised. Uh, the first half you don't of...
1: have any accent though. No, uh, so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a funny
0: thing about the accent. I don't. I can do the accent, yeah. but I'm not going to do right. the accent. Right. I don't have an accent, but my. My mom was very very, uh, I want to say strict but uh, very yeah she was pretty strict on how we spoke sure and how we presented. And my mom's originally from the South as well as my dad and okay. you can't tell that they're from the South either. so she wanted to make sure that, coming up that when we pronounce words right. when we spoke we spoke without an accent right now, i can do it yeah <laughs> i can do soprano on you but i won't do that today i won't do that today so we'll
1: uh, we'll leave that for a, yes. a time where we have a couple beers maybe <laughs> absolutely it'll come out there yeah it'll
0: come out there for sure so yeah uh born and raised um left uh, about i think i left about 20 25 26 years old but uh-huh. uh uh Raised in a, a pretty much an urban environment, the first half right. of my life uh, in Patterson, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents uh, moved us to Inglewood because that particular city was uh, in in a level of despair uh, right. at that at that point, uh-huh. early seventies, early eighties, uh, and it's even worse now. Uh, it's even worse now. So um, I'm glad they did move me out because I I could have ended up on the opposite side. I'm sure. kidding. No, yeah. I, I knew I was heading in this route the whole time yeah. I was uh, uh, growing up. I wanted to be a cop ever since I was no six kidding. years old. Holy cow. I know that sounds cliche and it sounds like I made it up, no. but, but but it isn't. Yeah. And apparently my mother knew something because she named me Gregory. And when you look up the the, the uh, name Gregory, it means watcher. So there is some value uh, in naming your kids yeah. something that's worthwhile and Worth nothing crazy. So yeah. uh, fast forward 26, 26, 26, 26, 27 years later and I'm um, down here. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fulfilling my dream and have yeah. been doing so for the last 24 years. I, I love it. What
1: was it? What was it like at the dinner table when you were a kid growing up? What what what, what were those influences?
0: Um, influences in what way? Because we were a bunch of jokesters. So yeah. you know, it was three boys originally, then three boys and a, a little girl. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But when you have that much energy around at the dinner table, um, and we had the traditional family setting, you know, mm-hmm. where dad was home for dinner, uh-huh. our mom prepared dinner, stay-at-home mom, and that whole work, uh, yeah. whole, whole thing going on, in the very beginning, and then it kind of changed in the '80s. Uh, but but nonetheless, it was a lot of energy. Uh, sometimes yeah. uh, some some crude jokes being told yeah. with the three boys at the table. Yeah. Uh, but we were pretty much a, a close knit. Any
1: police officers in the family? No. No, no, none,
0: none whatsoever. So me me saying that I wanted to be a police officer didn't really bode well for my dad uh, originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, having
1: uh, what was that?
0: I uh, born in the south. Oh, born in Georgia right um you know raised during the civil rights movement so Right. the images he saw
1: oh, of police right. was yeah not the images Go that positive. of course
0: they weren't positive images whatsoever right. so right. uh he was not a fan of that ideal and he basically questioned you know you're going up to college to do that right um i think he has a different take a different take at this point on on law enforcement uh, right. just by interacting with me and sure um and, and kind of seeing where law enforcement has come all these years, we have a lot further to go. By the way,
1: sure. You know, yeah. we've
0: made some strides,
1: but we'll, we have we'll, a lot more work. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely get into that absolutely uh, a little bit later. But um, so, you you grew up wanting to be a police officer. Um, so tell me tell me the beginning of that story. Like <laughs> uh, where where did you start in law enforcement? It wasn't down here, obviously. No, it
0: wasn't. I actually moved down here to get in law enforcement. Okay, yeah. um, after graduating from college, and actually I started my uh, pursuit of law enforcement when uh-huh. I was in college and after graduating, I, I just couldn't find employment up there. It's a uh, very challenging uh, uh-huh. union one state. Uh, it definitely is who, you know, right. And not necessarily what, you know, right. Uh, the processes are thousands upon thousands of people for one or two positions. Yeah. Uh, and one of my mentors at the time told me, Hey, look, uh, Greg, why don't you relocate to the DC area of law enforcement? They're falling over each other over here. There's so many agencies. It's right. a lot of opportunity and it's growing. Right. Uh so in nineteen ninety four I started looking into that. And uh in ninety five, uh, I moved down. Um and moved down in December of nineteen ninety five and by April of uh nineteen ninety six I had four job offers. Nice. So four years of looking yeah. up there right. with maybe a half a job offer. Right. And then I come down here and I've got four. four job offers and yeah. I uh, started with the Airport Authority Police. Uh, okay. Great folks over there. They gave me my start. At Emma? Uh, uh, well, yeah, I started at Emma. Okay. And, uh, started at uh, what they called National then, Red right. the Circle. Right. And then they shipped me out to Dulles. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And had a great time out there. And uh, roughly a year later, I switched over to Loudoun County Sheriff's Office. Uh huh. And was there for 20 years. Oh, uh, God. Before I left in 2016 and was appointed as Chief of Police here in the town of Leesburg.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes. That's uh that must have been quite a day when you when you uh arrived as the chief of police. I was excited for you. Is that is that is that your ultimate dream? Is this where you wanna be? I don't wanna like I don't wanna you know I don't wanna get you in trouble there if you plan on leaving anytime uh, soon, but
0: yeah, no, I don't I don't think the town manager would uh, right. that yeah. so much. Um I, I initially when I got into law enforcement, I wanted to be a detective and be on the uh-huh. spot team. Right. I knew eventually that I wanted to get into a position of uh of leadership and influence yeah. because of some of my experience as an adolescent male right uh with the police right it wasn't uh exactly uh, anything that anybody would want to experience right so i knew i had to eventually go that route yeah to try to make positive impact but uh as a young officer i just want to be a detective just- and a SWAT team and i was doing that and then yeah. the next thing you know you know yeah. somebody gave me my stripes and then it was all, all she wrote from that point forward yeah uh again but it's 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 been a great journey uh from that point forward and from you know patrol to investigations SWAT team jump team mm-hmm. um administrative uh policy procedure hiring yeah. background checks yeah uh training e- everything so yeah. i, I kind of touched the gamut of all aspects of policing right uh, which kind of prepared me for this um and mm-hmm. uh, leesburg was the only town and police Chiefs position I applied for. Okay. And the only reason yeah. why I did that is because then Chief Price uh mentioned that he was retiring. Uh-huh. And uh, Northern Virginia uh has a habit of keeping their Chiefs for a very long time. Yeah.
1: So yeah. I said,
0: I might not get this opportunity again um, point. moving forward. So right. I I I pulled the trigger, literally. Yeah. I pull the trigger, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pull the trigger yeah. and um lo and behold, 89 or 88 other. Uh Uh, candidates later
1: 88 88 um stiff competition He gave me an opportunity yeah
0: and i've been grateful and humble for that opportunity ever since then
1: so you mentioned a little bit about leadership and that's what the podcast is about so this is uh, a unique time yes um um you being um an african-american police chief in a predominantly white um, town here in Virginia and we just had a couple weeks ago Black Lives Matter uh, March very peaceful went off great but y- you've got a you're in a position of leadership here to influence a lot of, of people so talk talk to me about talk to us about that those challenges because it's, it's not easy
0: it's, it's it's not easy but you know I'm thankful for a vast network of police chiefs and sheriffs across the nation uh, a, a, a a whole bunch of experience, not just professionally but personally, right? That have, have pretty much prepared me for this this very moment,
1: yeah. Uh, so do you I, look at it like this? Is this yeah. you? This is why you are here, you've been placed here you for know, this moment.
0: It, it's amazing that you say that. You know, I, I went through a training program, uh, through Noble, which is National Organization for Black Law Enforcement Executive, two year program, uh, called Mentoring Potential CEOs, mm-hmm. and it's essentially um, one of the uh, books that they make you read is a purpose-driven life. And um, yep. I knew what my purpose was, but after reading that book, it kind of just solidified that foundation for yeah. me. So uh, I didn't know... Is that Rick Warren? Yes. That's,
1: okay. Yes. Yep.
0: Great great book. Yep. Um, I had started glancing through it before in prior years, but it was mandated reading to yeah. graduate from that program. Great book.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and it, it really kind of solidified things for me. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a whole host of experiences professionally and Personally, mm-hmm. um, when we talk about Black Lives Matters and we talk about uh, uh, left ideology versus right ideology, I, I think it is the role uh, of a police chief in today's society to stand in the middle mm-hmm. and try to bring everybody to the middle to have these hard right. discussions yeah. that that we have to have. Right. I think part of the problem and part of the reason we are where we're at today is because we've refused to have the discussion. those hard discussions. Yeah. We've refused to uh, do what I call an um, analysis of the facts and, and actually look at how we got here in the first
1: place. Right.
0: You know, and, and I think a lot of times we, we don't want to talk about those things because they it makes everybody uncomfortable. Sure. But how yeah. do we heal? Yeah. Uh, how do we move on? Right. And we move on by sitting down collectively and respectfully. Right. Having those hard conversations.
1: So... Um what happens next here in Leesburg then?
0: Well, you know what? I, I actually inherited a pretty good department here in community yeah. in Leesburg. You know, yeah. when, when we talk about when I talk to my other colleagues and see and hear some of the challenges they're having, um, I'm like,
1: yeah, I'm glad I landed here because
0: <laughs> uh, when you come when it comes to being a chief of police, they have what they call the three P's. And I've spoken to this before you have. And you and I, I kind of equated to having three plates spinning in the air. We're yeah. all familiar with the circus performer yep. or the carnival performer who has three plates in, on sticks or right. poles in the air. Yep. And uh, but to me, those plates represent peace. Represents the public. It represents the police, and it represents our political officials, our elected officials. Right. And you've got to keep, as a chief of police, you've got to keep all three of those those plates going, sure, and engaged. Yeah. Um, yep. And it, once you lose one plate, you can survive that. But I've been told by other chiefs, if you lose two places, get your resume and your cover letter ready. So um, I actually inherited a very well-run agency. Uh, we've had some challenges in the beginning. Where we resolved those challenges. Yeah. Uh, I inherited or actually landed in a great community who appreciate, for the most part, Yeah. Uh, their law enforcement here. And I, I landed in a community with a very low crime rate, which is what yeah. citizens want in the first place. Right. Uh, they want ultimately, rate, right? Ultimately, want a low crime rate, rate and a great quality of life. Yes. Uh, and what we've done to work on those things is put additional programs in place to the programs that were already here to right. make sure we maintain those as our population increases and yeah. as we get busier. And now people know where Leesburg is at, so they're coming. Yeah. So we we've got our, our work uh, cut out for us, but but we've done a good job in maintaining that.
1: What are your challenges?
0: Uh, challenges right now are going to be making this profession. Because we all know somebody six seven hundred miles away wearing a badge can take the badge here in our own community. Yeah. Even though we're trying our best to do it the right way. Right. Uh, my challenge I see moving forward is 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 making this profession attractive and make sure that we continue to bring in good people. Right. To, to do the good work. Right. That's that's going to be the biggest challenge because right now, you know, you talk to a lot of people, they don't want to be the police. Cool.
1: Yeah, like that's a that's a tough proposition right to to walk into that kind of profession um you know is there rewards there is there there compensation there There? is there satisfaction are they getting something i mean i I would think ultimately you must feel good about leading a community where like you said there's a great quality of life and people can walk down the street and feel really safe like I, i know a lot of my neighbors don't lock their doors at night well JC, I'm have not, a conversation, <laughs> all right? <laughs> Tell me, to give me a call, all right? Yeah. We got
0: fifty-five thousand people roughly uh, here. I There's know. at least one bad guy, right? right? I no, I, I, <laughs> I,
1: but I say that just as a anecdote to like how people feel about their community, that's and, that, and that's a reflection on your department, also. Um, but what kind of mentoring are you doing to? Because obviously, I I've always felt like um, um, coming from a military uh, background. I always felt like society needs to encourage young men and women to serve some way, somehow, and whether that's um, in the service or in the police force or, um, you know, all kinds of things they can serve their community. But they've got to be um, they've got to be mentored. Right. Yeah. Do you, do you guys do any? So, yeah, we have an internal mentor uh-huh. program.
0: The minute we hire somebody, they get assigned an internal mentor.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: uh, you have that formal mentor uh, program, and then you have your informal uh, mentoring within yeah. the agency. Very close-knit group, uh, very family-oriented. We've been able to maintain that because, you know, we're considered a smaller agency nationally. Right. Regionally, we're really a mid-sized agency with uh, yeah. 108 uh, uh, full-time employees authorized, uh-huh. uh, but once you get beyond that 250, 300 mark is when you start losing that. I don't think we'll get there anytime soon here in Leesburg, Right, but uh, we have right. both formal and informal mentoring platforms within the agency. And then through my leadership and my executive uh, leadership team, just through exemplification and just through how we present ourselves, you've, you know, you go to you know our Facebook page, you yep. you'll see a lot of positive images, a lot of positive stories. Right. There's enough bad things going right. on. Yeah. It, you know, it, does that discourage you uh, no you know it, it, it doesn't it's the reason why I got into the profession uh, mm-hmm. to, to make a difference uh, to, to make a lesser impact for those who uh, yeah. may be in a, a position of crises right um you know I this is my first and I've got 24 years in law enforcement but prior to this I did three years of social uh, services as uh-huh. a social worker right and then three years prior to that doing, which helped me get through college by the way uh-huh. is I worked in the school system back in Patterson, New Jersey Patterson. so you know for me being a public servant uh, is in my blood. Yeah. And it's not going anywhere. And yeah. You know, when I, yeah. when I teach at the academy, I touch on what I call the spirit of service, mm-hmm. uh, which is something that comes from
1: here. Sure. It has and to. You, you
0: have yeah. to have that. And yeah. You know that being former military, you have to have that spirit of service or your 20, 25, 30 years is going to be a long yeah. time. It won't and last it, that long. <laughs> exactly. So I had one recruit actually ask me, well, sir, I may not have the spirit of service. And I say... <laughs> Well, don't don't fret because right. you, you could still get it. It's sure. about who you surround yourself yes. with. It's about you know what you grow into, mature wise. It's a good point. It, it, just because you don't have it right now, right, doesn't mean you won't get it, right.
1: Yet. So yeah. I said, hold
0: tight. But if you don't have it in five years, you might want to rethink your career.
1: And that's and that has to do with leadership, also. Don't you feel like a lot of people think that uh, leadership is. You you got to be born with it. You've mm-hmm. got to be this mm-hmm. charismatic person who can just inspire people. But yeah. that that isn't that isn't leadership.
0: Yeah. So that book, uh, you know, what, what's the name of the book? It's um, uh, leadership is born or whatever. I can't remember the actual I, name of the yeah, book. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't believe that sometimes the most unassuming
1: yeah. individuals,
0: at least in my experience yeah. in my
1: career, right,
0: uh, become the most impactful leaders right Uh, and I've seen that happen time and time again yeah Um, and again I just want to be a detective and you know and a SWAT guy yeah and um, you know never really looked at the leadership I knew I had to go that way eventually yeah uh, but I never really was driven to do that until I got to a certain stage in my life right Uh, and then it just took off from there Um, leadership has to be selfless.
1: yeah
0: Uh, leadership has to be compassionate uh, and it has to be genuine Uh, And you have to be accessible, and you have to be true and hold a high level of integrity. Yeah. Because any lapses in that, just one lapse, right? one lapse and you can can lose it all. Lose
1: it all. You can lose it all. Well, and I'm sure you're faced with that just during COVID, right? Like us sitting right here, I'm sure there's a lot of people who, you know, if we were like a few (laughs) feet closer, you'd probably get a lot of backlash. We might get some backlash from this, JC, (laughs) I'm not sure. Uh, and I understand
0: the concern. Uh but again we are we are six feet apart six feet, folks. Three, so, three. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. <laughs> um, you know, COVID nineteen has challenged not just law enforcement leadership but public public safety leadership, yeah. uh our our elected officials. This is something that we've never seen before. Uh and you know, I equated it to uh in the very beginning I found myself on conference calls throughout the week. That's what consumed a majority of yeah. my time because and the conference calls were with you know national chiefs organizations with other elected officials and um uh, local chiefs yep. and um we're all and i'm talking about from large cities on down to little old leesburg we're yeah. all feeling our way around in the dark sure because yeah. we've never experienced uh this before but out of covid 19 was born policy mm-hmm. out of covid 19 was born procedure uh and we put some things in place thankfully for leesburg put some things in place real early i started having a conversation with Joe Dane, who is our emergency management coordinator, mm-hmm. brand new, actually, by the way, from yeah. the county. Huh. Uh, and we dipped him in the fire real quick. Yeah. Because I started having a conversation yeah. on February 27th. Wow,
1: Yeah. So
0: that was two to three weeks before the rest of the region started having it. But Locked the only down, reason right? was is because I was in conversations with, you know, some of my colleagues and classmates from my old area. Yeah. My, is my classmate yeah. is the yeah. chief of police in Inglewood. No kidding. And my other classmate is the, the sheriff of the county. So I'm having yeah. conversations with them.
1: Yeah, and you telling know me what's happening.
0: We know it's coming. Yeah. So I'm scratching my head one morning and I sent yeah. uh, the 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 emergency manager a, a quick email saying, "We got to have some conversations."
1: Right. So we so, started
0: rolling policy out relatively quick. You yeah. know, and, and I I can't get into specifics, but I'm proud to say that we have 100% healthy agency Good. Uh, out of all of our employees and and I think it's due in part with the uh, the mandate of the policies and like every place else it has been some lapses. Yeah. But that's human nature. Sure. But I think putting those policies in place and addressing those issues relatively early helped us navigate COVID-19.
1: Yeah. Let's, uh, let's change things up a little bit here. And um, um, I'm always interested in hearing where people like to go out to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think I might
0: have just found a a good place to to eat. For sure. For sure.
1: Yeah. What have have been your, some of your go-to places during uh, lockdown that you've been uh, appreciating lately.
0: Well, JC, I see, I watch you, you know, inside. I, I watch <laughs> you, eat and I'm like, man, I got to make a note of that. I got I got to make a note of that at some place I got to right. go eat. So right. there's a number of different places I haven't had an opportunity to try because my schedule doesn't sure. always allow for that. Yeah. Uh, nor does my metabolism. Right. So yeah. I've got to be, I don't know how you're staying thin, man. Oh, no, I'm getting, I'm getting fat. it's <laughs> <So, laughs> not good. So for me, um, I definitely like to visit Saeed over at Solo's Pizza.
1: Oh, yeah. I love, Sa- love huh? Solo's Pizza. And I've yeah. known him
0: since nineteen ninety six, ninety seven. Since Giovanni's. Since Giovanni's. I and we also uh, used to. Uh, well, you know, and he's going to get me for this, but you know, we used to work out in the same place. He he couldn't work out with. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding, sorry. But no, no, nonetheless, nonetheless, um, I would have the, the solos. Wrong. Yes, yeah, he, yeah. He'll, he's yeah. probably going to watch this. Yeah. Um, of course, Melt, one of my yes. favorite places. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tuskies, you know, you sure. name it. Leesburg has a whole host of yeah. good places to eat yeah uh and and uh, i didn't know that before i came here and worked right uh but it's just
1: getting better it's just getting
0: better every public house is another one yeah oh that's yeah they they treat me real well at the public house so uh whenever i get an opportunity or some free time to actually have lunch yeah uh that's another place i like yeah
1: actually i think i saw you there one time it was a few years ago you were with uh george cumberland yes Uh, that's (laughs) right you guys were maybe that's I don't know when he maybe he was just starting out in the uh he was coming from the sheriff's he was from office. office exactly and
0: I was kind of giving yeah. him the uh, uh you know the, the the lowdown is what my expectations were yeah
1: right <laughs> yeah yeah he's a great guy he's he, a great he guy. Teaches, right. uh, my daughter uh, soccer he excellent soccer coach is yeah. a great guy very very but, committed yeah. Yes. Yeah, very oh committed yeah guy. totally focused yeah I love that about uh, uh George um what do you uh what are you looking forward to post-COVID? Like, what? do you have anything that you like, hey, I can, when when this ends, I'm going to do this?
0: Well, you know, it, it, it's funny because, you know, I was supposed to, I, I haven't taken a, a vacation since 2015. Oh, cow. So, you know, taking a few trips here and yeah. there, but, you know, I, I need some beach and blue
1: water. Right. And I
0: haven't had that opportunity. So... Uh, that was actually supposed to
1: happen. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah.
0: Around October, November. Uh-huh. Uh But again, I had my eye on this COVID thing. And I said, I- I'm not getting right. on a boat. Right. And I'm not getting on a plane. Right. So we're going to have to postpone. So I- I'm yeah. looking forward to taking some leave. Um, And, and I-, I know I can't put the phone down. Yeah. I know, right. wherever I'm at, I'm going to have to have my phone on me. Yeah. But taking yeah. a little, little bit of leave and, and actually kind of relaxing a little Good bit. Good for you, Chief. That a- I'm approaching four years ha- here that's incredible i I got it already already so it is time for a vacation
1: yeah good for you chief um you're super accessible to the community and i think that's what everybody appreciates about you wherever you are i i never got the impression that somebody can't come up in and chit chat with you it's 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 pretty unique in that sense um i'm i'm impressed by it and uh, really happy that we've got you as the chief um what if someone wants to uh reach out to you to you personally are you are you available like that i mean are you feel comfortable about telling people how to how to reach you absolutely
0: i'm very accessible but i do have several layers that people have to go through because i'm
1: I'm
0: constantly on the move yeah um if anybody wants to get in direct contact with me they can email um Officer Drogan, okay. who is my public information officer, Officer Drogen, okay, And it's M Drogan, M D R O G I N, at Leesburg VA, uh, dot gov.
1: Dot gov, And he
0: makes sure that people either get to me or a lot of line. times people want to get to me, uh, but the question they have may be better sure. directed to one of my yeah. division commanders or, yeah. or Major Grigsby. Yeah. Uh, but many times I get involved and, and have yeah. a conversation. I'm always open yeah. to, to addressing it. What anything. about a young kid
1: who wants to be a police officer?
0: Well, you know, it's funny because we just graduated, if I'm mistaken, four individuals from our explorers good. group. So uh, that is a great way to start. I'm pretty sure that once we get beyond COVID-19, they'll mm-hmm. be opening that process back up again, if not sooner. Uh-huh. Um, they actually graduate and they're all going off to, to, to college. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's always a good way to, because it gives you an opportunity to interact with our police officers right. on a ground level. To kind of understand what the expectations are, whether they individuals are looking to go just into public service, yes. military or into law enforcement. Um, that, that's, that's always a good it. route, that's you know. It. Yeah. And, and, and the easiest thing is, and I always say this, just stay out of trouble. Right. <laughs> just stay out of trouble because <laughs> our backgrounds are pretty extensive. So, yeah. you know, we they, yeah. the
1: background goes for about three months. Yeah. We
0: we will dig into your They're past. it. They're yeah. gonna find it. We
1: will but find it. But in the end, I I don't like. I always felt like it, everybody makes mistakes. Absolutely right. And I think if you know people can have a change of heart. So, um, but anyways, we we'll, we'll leave that for another <laughs> another uh, another discussion. Yes. Chief, I, I really want to thank you for joining me today. This is a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoyed hearing about your background, how you ended up here, and I wish you all the best, here in Leesburg. It. And I'm sure I'll see you next time. Maybe we'll have a beer. Absolutely, <laughs> and then we'll talk about
0: those other things, huh? There you go. Just a reminder, six feet. Yes, all sir. Right. Six thank feet. you. man. All right. Don't
1: give don't give Chief a hard time. <laughs> Please give don't. it to me. I'll, I'll, <laughs> it's JC's fault. I'll take it on the chin.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks JC. <Chief>. Appreciate
1: it. <laughs> yep.